Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. This is Kurt Souter of Furtherstone Ministries, and this is a little show we call Solid Steps. A few years ago, we got together and said, hey, let's do a show for guys, and let's talk primarily to men. We, we have lots of ladies listening and, and, and watching on Facebook, but we talk primarily to guys, and we say, hey, guys, we believe you have a destiny, and that destiny is to walk with God, with Jesus Christ. And we pray that you will walk with him one day. And, and we have all kinds of topics on the show. And we all want to get right to it today. We, there's a there's a song on the radio right now, depending on uh, on here on our sister station, 88.5, that plays um, uh, this song. And I'm going to play just a couple seconds of it. And I want you to listen here real briefly. That's a song called Dead Man Walking, and he says, Dead Man Walking Back to Life. And, of course, he's talking about the spiritual implications of, of being dead but also being alive spiritually. But today, we're in the room with a man who was dead, and he's walking around now. No, he's not a zombie, uh, but he's got a story, and I cannot wait for you guys to get to it and to hear about how God intervened in this dead man's life. So, Chad, um, I have known this guy for I don't know how many years. And Sherm, you were in um, a Sunday school class that I was teaching like, I think like 15, 18 years ago, wasn't it? That's correct. Yeah. And and uh, my boy, uh, my son just turned that song on. He goes, Dad, listen, we got to listen to this song on the way back from the St. Louis Cardinals game. And I go, we've got to play that song because every time I see Sherm, I go, there's the dead man walking right there. <laughs> Sherm Henderson, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kurt. It, uh, Thank you, Chad. Oh, uh, Sherm, it's great to have you and uh, a delight for us to hear this story and uh, share it on the air. Uh, but before we get into all that, let's uh, let's talk just a little bit about you. Uh, Sherm, you have been married to Judy for how long? 54 beautiful years. She has put up with you for 54 years. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> She's got crowns in heaven awaiting her. <laughs> a lot. You've got a couple kiddos. Correct. Kelly and Josh. And uh, and how many grandkids? Five. you got five grandkids. Right. Would you say 16 to 28? Yes, sir. So you, uh, wow, you, you've, you've, you have uh, been around uh, a block a few times. You have experienced a lot of life. Correct, a lot. Hey, so, um, before we started the show, I was asking you about your, your business ventures. You, um, you have hi- uh, you've started how many businesses over the years? Approximately six businesses since the real estate days. And, and then you said you sold all of those. Correct. And then you said, uh, well, I just started another one. I did. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> You're 70, 70. I'm 76 years strong. And and, and uh, you are not, well, you, you said you're slowing down a little bit, but not really. Every time I see you, you are, you're just rocking and rolling. Thank you. <laughs> Shermendous. Shermendous. <laughs> Shermendous, which is on your Facebook. Shermendous. That's Correct. Um, that's what you, your kiddos uh, call you, your grandkids. No, that's what all my employees used to call me. They called they called you Shermendous. Yep, and some other things too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, hey, we wanted uh, before the, before we actually cranked up uh, you uh, the, the show this morning. You were telling us a story back in the day when you were working with uh, Procter and Gamble. Correct, and you helped create something that 
Chad and I have used for well, Chad over a decade. I've for been, me, I've been for using me it was over a decade. I've been using it for twelve years straight now. Correct. Talk to us about what that is that you helped on the team to create. Well, I had the fortunate experience, first of all, go to work for Procter & Gamble, and second of all, to be selected as one of the guys to develop a product called Pampers, the disposable <laughs> diaper. And the interesting thing about that, Judy and I had no children at that time. And more interesting than that, even with three sisters, I never changed a diaper. So... You know, you were clueless. You were the expert, but uh, yet, what this opportunity came to you, and you were a part of the team to help create Pampers. Yeah. Where, right. t- Chad, where would we be without Pampers? It'd be very messy. I can tell you that. Yeah. Oh my golly! Now tell the story though about how. Yes, yeah. So t- tell us the story real quickly. You know, there's so many stories about trying to compete against the cloth diaper, because a lot of people don't realize that the paper diaper is about three, three and a half times more expensive than the cloth diaper. And so we had to come to market with a product that worked, one, and two, that would attract your wives to convince you to change those diapers. So right out of the bat, we would put a little card in every box that we sold. And it would be, if you have an idea, if you have a suggestion, call this toll-free number in uh, Cincinnati. And I had the fortunate experience to be in Cincinnati when this call came through. And we got a lot of calls, and we would always give people, you know, six months supply of Pampers, a year supply of Pampers, or something like that. And we had so many other products that we could use, but we wanted the Pampers name out there. And this lady called in from Kansas City, which was – she had come up with an idea. She had two children. One was just coming out of diapers in the first grade, and the other one was still in diapers. And she called in to give us a suggestion that she said, I couldn't find the safety pins. And a lot of people don't remember. Pampers, when we came out, there were pink and blue safety pins to hold them together, which was uh, unique but not unique. It's just like the old ways. So she said, is there any way that an idea like I have, because I couldn't find the pens, and I went and looked for masking tape, I looked for any kind of tape, scotch tape, and I looked up my medicine cabinet, and there was a box of Band-Aids. So I took two Band-Aids, and I you know, put them on each side of the pamper, and away we went to school with my older child. Well, I was listening to that conversation, and we had signals at P&G, if anybody's on here remembers, and we immediately knew she had something that had value to us because you know the days of Velcro. And away we went. We kept her on the phone, and we caught up with her in Kansas City. You, you, said, you, you said that you jumped on a plane like immediately. Oh, yeah, immediately. immediately. And flew to Kansas City. Right, immediately. And, uh, and I was with some other people with, uh, to go out there. And the main reason is she had come up with an idea that uh, nobody had thought about that in, when we introduced it. Nobody had thought about anything like Band-Aids or Velcro. So we got to her house, and uh, we walked in. We told her we had a gift for her, and we gave her, obviously, I think, and I might be off base on this, a year's supply of Pampers. And we also gave her an envelope, and we asked her to sign off on a release for the company. Um, great news is she got $50,000. Nobody believed it 
for releasing the idea of the Band-Aids on the Pampers. So that is good news for her because 50000 back, I think this was in 1968, was a lot of money. Good news for us because we knew what we could do with that. No Band-Aids, but a lot of Velcro. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm never going to change a diaper again without thinking about Sherm. <laughs> no kidding, because I'm going to have my first, uh, my daughter is having her first baby uh, next next month. So uh, when I go to buy Pampers, uh, Sherm, I'm going to be thinking about you. Or, or Band-Aids, <laughs> okay? <laughs> that's, uh, uh, that's amazing, Sherm. What a, what a, uh, and, and you were part of that whole process. Very lucky. And, and you said uh, that P&G... That's the number one product that they sell now? It's either number one or number two. I thought about that. It, it's, it's close between Tide and Pampers. You know, a box of Pampers, I don't know what it costs today because I don't need them anymore. <laughs> you know, thank goodness, okay, <laughs> at my age. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, so, so Sherm, um, and then uh, you, 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 got, you got launched into real estate and uh, and. God's really blessed you uh, to see a, a lot of businesses and be successful and uh, fruitful, and God's used you in some incredible ways. Kurt, God has been so good to me in so many ways as you go through life with so many different things that, in business that, that the wonderful thing about it is that the businesses were all about the people. The products didn't vary you know, they, they, it really doesn't make any difference. It's, it's all about attitude, and it's all about how you treat people and uh, just being kind to them. Uh, yeah, you had to sit down certain rules, but I was very fortunate to be in the real estate business for a long period of time. In fact, as uh, I was talking to Kurt, his dad and I were in the business at the same time, and both of us are still living, which is kind of nice. <laughs> and uh, the, the, that business launched me into some other businesses like uh, home building, which uh, I was proud of being associated with the Home Builders Association. Then it launched me in the development business. And then a fella from Nashville and I built a couple of Walmarts. So everything flourishes, but it's all about people. It's all about no matter what it is. It's a grace of God. Sherman, and then uh, we're going we're gonna to jump into the next segment, um, the, the, the kind of the miraculous story of Sherm Henderson. So we're going to take a break, come back, and in the next segment, if you cannot miss this story because we're going to go to a golf course in West Virginia, and all of a sudden you think, well, that's going to be a nice, pleasant day. Well, it was a day that was going to change the life of Sherm for the rest of his life. So we're going to take a break, come back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell and Kurt Satter. We are here with today with Sherman Henderson talking about an incredible story that you're getting ready to hear about a dead man walking and coming back to life and sitting here with us. But we also want to thank our sponsors, LNN Credit Union, for all your personal business checking needs. LNN Credit Union can take care of you. Vision First Eye Care. Rod Rollo and his crew, if you need some eye care, vision, whether it's glasses, contacts, Vision First can take care of you. And then Bright Star Home Care. Bright Star is an organization that helps people take care of their loved ones. If you have a loved one that needs help, whether one day a week or 24 hours a day, Bright Star Home Care can take care of you. We want to thank all three of those folks for being great sponsors of our show. So, Sherm, okay, so life is going on. Uh, God has blessed you. You have uh, experienced a, a, a lot of the blessings from above. 
Um, you take a trip to a wedding, and uh, you're on your way back to the wedding. Now, this is like a five, like five years ago. Is that right? Yep. So five years ago. 19, uh, 2014. 2014. Yep. And as you're coming back, you decide, you and Judy, your, your bride of 54 years, you're going to stop and at the Greenbrier with your sisters. Right. What happens? Well, let me just back up just a quick, because I'd been to this wedding of my niece, and uh, her name is now Briegel uh, Payne, and uh, I was in the wedding, which was fantastic, and I danced on Saturday night, and obviously on Sunday it was over, had a little brunch, and we headed out, and my sisters and I and a couple of other people decided to stop at the Greenbrier to um, have brunch again. Okay, and that was in the middle of the afternoon, and then they came on home, and Judy and I had planned to just stay there two days uh, and play golf, and uh, obviously um, having a great time. Everybody was celebrating, and and in God's way, it was a great day, great time, and uh, I decided I wasn't feeling good on Tuesday morning after we played, and I said, Jude, why don't we head on back to uh, uh, Louisville? And she said, fine. I said, I'll go get the car and the golf clubs. And there's a big U-turn in the, uh, at the Greenbrier where you come up and you go around and you pick up your luggage and you're on your way. And thank goodness I didn't go on my way because I don't know what would have happened then. Um, I'm driving up the U-turn, and uh, the, uh, I'm on the phone with a guy from Cleveland, Ohio, one of my business partners. And... Next thing I knew, I woke up in the hospital three days later in Salem, Virginia. That's the last thing I remember. And by the grace of God and by the things that I think he does in our lives, there's so many ironies of this entire story that, you know, he, he Bob Russell asked me, he said, where do you think that God played in this miraculous uh, situation? And the only answer I could think is everywhere, everything. And, and I mean that when I'm saying this on this show, because as I pulled up the driveway, when I went out and passed out, if I had tilted the steering wheel to the right, I would have uh, probably run over a certain number of kids that were playing croquet right next to that drive. And, you know, when you come up, it's far enough away, but I would have jerked the car. Instead, I went the other way and drove into the Greenbrier. And, uh, now, did you actually – it was uh, the actual hotel? Yeah, the actual hotel. In fact, I totaled the car. And for everybody's uh, – don't think going five miles an hour you can't total a car because I did. So they said I was going five, but I don't even know at that point. Fortunately, through the grace of God, there was a nurse inside the lobby, and she had come down to buy some chocolate strawberries for her friend. And uh, she saw the accident happen. She came out when her husband's also a doctor, and she immediately told her husband, go get a, um, the paddles. And when she looked at me, and I know this today, I didn't know that back then, when she looked at me, she said, I don't think he's going to make it. And that, the reason she did that, 
because I was as blue as that shirt you have on, Kurt. Okay, and I mean that. It's and, really blue. Yeah, and so she said to, uh, we got to get in the car. Well, unfortunately, when I drove the car in, the car locked so they couldn't open the door. And she knew that if they busted the window, the glass would have gone all over my chest because where I was or wherever, and they couldn't do CPR because of the glass. So there happened to be a fellow there working on the landscaping, and he had a shovel in his hand or a rake. And she said, let me have, can you break out the back window of this so we can unlock the car? And he said, well, ma'am, I've got to go get permission to do that. And she responded, well, then give it to me because I don't need to get permission. And they broke out the back window and then got to me, pulled me out of the car. And by the way, on this particular situation going on, Judy was at the other entrance. So she never saw any of this. She's, oh, now, why is she at the other entrance? Because when I went to pick her up, I told her I was going to pick her up on the side. And she said, well, okay. And then she went up to pack and do all that stuff. And she was at the front entrance and I was at the side entrance. So she saw none of this, which I'm really internally blessed that she did from what I hear. Anyway, I was my phone was on in my car because when I had the cardiac arrest, the phone dropped down in the other seat. And my very good friend, John Nierwicki, up in uh, Cleveland, heard all of this going on. And he was going crazy because he couldn't figure out. I, I'm talking to him. All of a sudden, all this stuff's going on. I get pulled out onto the pavement and CPR. Uh, she, she starts immediately doing CPR. And this is another, uh, just just by the grace of God. And, she was an angel. Uh, she was bigger than an angel, <laughs> much bigger than an angel. And, uh, and, you know, I never saw her. This happened in June 24th, and I didn't see her again. And, well, I never saw her because I was out. So the next time was at our 50th wedding anniversary that I convinced her to come, which is a great story in itself. Anyway, so... She hit me with paddles, and if you know anything about paddles, they last uh, each time you're hit, it's about three minutes long. And then it gears back up, and you do it again. And usually after six to nine minutes, they pronounce you, uh, as you call, dead man walking. And uh, so, and of course, I don't know what's going on. And she said something gave me the, the direction, the spirit. In the thought, I need to go further. And she's a 19-year veteran as a second responder for the West Virginia State Police. So she knew a lot about that. And she teaches CPR. So she said, I'm going to go beyond. And I went 12 minutes, and there wasn't any sign. And she said, I'm still going to. Now, now how, many, how many times has she actually... You know, when you say paddle, when I'm thinking... I'm, yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm thinking of watching the movies. You know, they, they rub, and then they... You know, they yeah. jolt you. How many times did she do that? She did it. Each one was for three minutes. They'd hit you, and then they'd hit you again in that three minutes. And I don't know how many times. But <clears throat> she got um, the uh, – when she got to 12 minutes, her husband said, I, I, I just don't think so. And she said, well, I'm going to give it one more try. <clears throat> and she went to 15 minutes, and I still didn't respond. And then when she did it the 18th minute, I responded. 
And as many doctors, including my cardiologist here in Louisville, said, that's impossible. So if you don't believe in God and you don't believe he can give you miracles and you don't believe he can put people in your life as miracles, uh, I, I hate to say this, but you're dead wrong because he 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 was there the whole because time. you're a dead man walking <laughs> I, i'm a dead man walking and, and and i never knew who she was i didn't have any idea and she disappeared into the uh uh the crowd and she you know once they got me there and then they airlifted me out of the Greenbrier to a hospital in salem and that was an experience that i'll never forget those people in salem uh they were all just deeply, deeply uh, engaged in bringing me back. So, so, but before they actually brought you back, so you're gone 18 minutes right. with no heartbeat. No heartbeat. Well, I was going around 17, and then it started beating. Start, started beating on the, in around the 18th minute. Right. So you have had basically uh, no oxygen going to your, the, your body. None. And... None. Which, um, which we're going to jump into in the next segment, some of the details of what they had to do to your body. Um, but, Sherm, when they, at, at the 18th minute, your, your heart starts to beat, but... We're going to take a break. Hold, hold that thought. <laughs> okay. hope, we're going we're gonna to come back with that. Sure. So we're going to come back in the third segment. We're going to hear more about, so he's been dead for 18 minutes, and you think, well, how can that possibly be? Well, Sherm said, it's a miracle of God, and, and God's hand was on it. But we're going to talk about what happens as he gets to the hospital and, and what happens to his body, what happens to his family, and all of that, uh, the details that come out of this. So it's an amazing story, and we're going to come back in the next segment. We'll take a break here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell and Kurt Souter here with Sherm Henderson. And we want to thank some sponsors of our show, Dan Hart Financial. If you need to retire and you want to talk about what that looks like, Dan Hart Financial can sit down with you and talk about a plan. Frank Enterprises, if you have septic issues or water drainage issues outside and it's not going where it's supposed to go, wastewater, Frank Enterprises can take care of you on both of those fronts. And then southernsmokecatering.com, if you want some great, great, brisket and any kind of catering they are catering only company southernsmokecatering.com you will be thankful you called them so we want to thank those folks for sponsoring our show okay so sherm you um you you, you've been paddled how many different times six six different times and finally at the 18 minute mark you your heart starts beating again correct but now the medical people are they're going to airlift you to you're in right. West Virginia, you're going to go to Virginia, um, but their their concern now is what that I live, and and the interesting thing about that part is that they did find Judy, and they were escorting Judy from the front of the hotel to the side of the hotel to see me, and the only thing that she saw was me being driven off by the ambulance to the helicopter wherever that was so I don't know I don't know any of this I don't know and that's the only part she saw and then the Greenbrier graciously put her in a car with lunch to be driven from the Greenbrier to the uh, hospital in Salem Virginia which I think was about a two-hour drive 
and I was airlifted to that hospital. But all of this I'm talking about now, I have no idea. I'm, it's it's people telling me what happened. So, um, you know, it just, <laughs> you know. You hear the story about what's happening to you, and you have no clue. So, so Sherm, when, when they're, they, they airlift you, you get to the hospital. Right. Um, and what, what do they do first to you? Well, I immediately went to ICU, and, of course, Judy arrived, and the doctor the cardiologist said, we're going to try to save his memory. And what they do is there's a product out that's called the Arctic Sun. And what they do is it's a, a vest that goes around you with tubes, and they freeze you. And they take you down to 90, 91 degrees, which doesn't sound like it would freeze you, but believe me, uh, it's trembling, cold. And... Um, then what they do is keep you down into that temperature for somewhere between 24 and 28 hours. And then at that point in time, they start raising your temperature and bring you back up. That's why it's called the Arctic and then the sun. And hopefully, as my family sat around, they, um, I would be okay. But there was no guarantees. And what he would say is that... Uh, uh, we, we just don't know whether he'll have a memory or not or whether I'd live. So so they're, they're concerned that, that, first of all, they hope that you will live. Correct. And, and then secondly, if, if you do live, because you've been, you had no heartbeat for you know, almost 18 minutes, right. um, that you'd be almost like a vegetable. Right, exactly. That's, that's, you're spot on. That's, so now Judy, the family, friends praying like crazy yeah praying that you live and praying right. that not only do you live but you'll, you you will be right ha- have an awareness um and and you're clueless you're in a coma you're completely out um and then and then what happens well i obviously got there on tuesday and they did the arctic sun as soon as i got there took all day wednesday and then they started raising the temperature on thursday and friday morning but again the grace of god all of a sudden and my daughter was there she came up and was staying kelly duggins was staying with judy in the hotel and when i woke up I, I remember I still blinked my eyes, and I, I didn't know where I was, nor did I know what happened, nor did I know why I was there. And I looked up, and there was Kelly standing next to me, and I knew she had not gone to the wedding immediately. And she said something to the effect, Dad, and I said, okay, what are you doing here, and where is my phone? Okay. <laughs> Where's no, my phone? Typical businessman, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, seriously, you you wanted to know your phone, where your phone right, was because right. you were having a conversation with John from Cleveland. Yep. Where's my phone? <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, Kelly's not very tall. There was a, a man standing behind her. Now, keep in mind, I'm not even aware I'm in a hospital room. And he says, um, what is your name? I thought, what is my name? So I told him. He says, where do you live? And I gave my address in Louisville, Kentucky. And he said, where were you born? And I said, Washington, D.C. And he said, how old are you? 
and I, I kept thinking the whole time I'm kind of doing this quickly. Why is he asking me all this when I'm laying in the hospital? Because I had no recollection, none at all. And you remembered exactly how old you were. Yeah, I remember I answered every question. And the next thing I knew, I saw him go like this, thumbs up, which I didn't know what that meant either. Okay, And what it meant was that I, my memory was there. And Again, you know, I thank God and I thank by the grace of God that those people in medicine have so much uh, just professionalism about them, but they know what to do. And I still didn't realize uh, at all. Really what had happened? No, I, did, I, did, I didn't really realize till a couple days later. What, what, when the doctor gave the thumbs up and, and as you conversed with him, what, what did he tell you? He, he didn't, Kurt, he didn't really tell me a lot. He just kept asking me questions. And then finally, uh, Kelly said, do you know what happened, Dad? And I said, no, I don't have any idea. And she obviously got on her phone and got Judy over there, which I don't remember either. It was just real foggy to me, the whole situation. I mean, I didn't know why he was asking questions. I didn't know why I was in that bed. I didn't know why there wasn't a TV in that room. Those are things I was asking myself, and and uh, the one question that everybody kept asking me for the next three days, did I see the light? And I said, what light? Okay. <laughs> and I wasn't trying to be funny. I just, I was out for three days. I don't have any recollection of any of that. And and then, so eventually the, the cardiologist said, you're a walking miracle. Right. Oh, yeah. He said that immediately and said we had to do some things, put my pacemaker in and get me a defib, which is in. And again, as ironic as it is, I might know some people that had a pacemaker, and I did not know you could put a pacemaker in, which really keeps your heart going, and I did not know that they would put a defib in in case this happened again. So that whole uh, I would say first few days, I just didn't know the seriousness of it because I couldn't, I couldn't remember what happened, and I don't think I ever will. That's a, that's, and and I give this all back to God because I only missed three days of my life. <laughs> that that which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, which is amazing, and I recovered very quickly, and uh, you know I I had. Uh, the, when they put the pacemaker in, I remember the guy, he was a University of Kentucky graduate, and all my kids went to Kentucky. And so we had a nice little conversation there. But still, you know, I have to give it all back to, to God as I walk today. And I tell people when I see him, they say, you know, you're a miracle. I said, I know I'm a miracle by the grace of him. That's hmm. it's, it's so good. Sherm, when... When did you come home? So by the time you your eyes opened up and you, you, you become conscious and you're like, I, I'm, I'm now awake after being, right. you know, basically right. asleep for three days. I, I think I ended up being there about 15 days and I finally got released. And, and I do want to say this to everybody out there that's listening, that one of the most unique things that happened, and I, I couldn't tell this story without crying because I remember I had a doctor that, a uh, cardiologist that went to University of uh, uh, 
Virginia. Well, I had a bunch of them, Virginia, Virginia Tech. And he came in and he said, well, I'm going to dismiss you. And I do want you to understand a couple things. One is that you set a record here at the hospital. And I thought, a record? What does that mean? He said, yeah, you're the only guy that's eaten 45 cherry popsicles. And <laughs> I know that might sound crazy, but my throat was so sore from having all those tubes down it. And he said, well, I've decided to release you, and I know you, you're going to fly back, but what I'd like to do is pray with you. And I do this every time. Sorry. But anyway, he, in his prayer, what was amazing about it is how he thanked God for giving him the ability, the education, and to be able to get a man through this like me and live. And I'll never forget that. You know? Every, every breath we take is a gift from above. Yep. So we're going to take a break, be back, Sorry. and, and uh, we're going to hear one more segment, and we're going to hear about life after this and how that changed the, the perspective uh, and, and how the outlook for Sherm changed and his family after that moment. So we're going to be back here for one more final segment on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter. Boy, if you've missed the first three segments, you've missed a lot of story that you need to go back and listen to. Go to our Facebook page, and you can hear the uh, the, the Facebook Live video in its entirety. You can catch some of the in-between. But uh, you can also go to SoundCloud if you're hearing this and you want to hear this in its entirety. SoundCloud or iTunes, just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you'll be able to hear commercial-free. Thanks to great sponsors like uh, the Southeast Christian Outlook. The Outlook is a local newspaper that covers what God is doing, not only in our city, but around the world uh, from, from God's perspective and God's kingdom. And then Dr. Eric Veal and Associates, uh, Iroquois Family Dental, uh, Iroquois Family Dental, uh, they, they take care of your teeth and they take care of your family. They're family-friendly dental. So they got two locations in Louisville. And then Veritech Generator. Veritech Generators, they can help you put a generator in your home office. If you need it during storm season or anything else, Veritech can take care of you. Okay, so Sherm, you're on your way back. Okay, you, you finally get out of the hospital. Uh, and, and, you, and you're finally recognizing, I, I truly am. I'm a dead man that's walking. Right. I, I mean, you, in, in one sense, were dead for... 18 minutes the heart is not beating you should not be alive i mean 90 if this happens to 100 men 99 are all gone and you recognize that you're on your way home from the hospital what's going through your mind what do i got to do with the rest of my life Mm. and that's a big stop for everybody because nobody thinks they're gonna die, and that's that's where I ended up. And I just I like I like to say a few things that I think are important to all of us men. Um, if you don't think you've got a support system, then go through what I did, and your support system becomes the most important thing to you. I've got uh, a loving wife, an angel wife. She was there every step of the way. And you know, I've got two kids. They were there. 
I've got five grandchildren, but I've also got a support system that was made up of a lot of men. And Judy's sister was there the whole time. And what I realized is sitting in Salem is that I could just share the story about all you guys sitting out there, you really don't know when something like this is going to happen. You hear about it every day. And the example I'd like to give to you is that my three sisters who were there every step of the way, they are all nurses. So I got advice from three nurses, a daughter, a wife, and many other people. So try that on for style, guys. <laughs> you got direction coming from you every way. And I've been fortunate that I, I do some work with people that have had cardiac arrest. And I've had one hospital that calls me and says, we've had somebody out of cardiac arrest. Could you come by and visit their family? I said, sure. And so two months went by, nobody called me. So I called my sister up and I said, I, I don't understand why I don't get any calls. And she said, well, Sherm, the reason you don't get any calls is because 90 to 95 percent of the people that have cardiac arrest don't make it. So you wouldn't get a call. So this is a lot more serious when you have the pains and the aches that you listen. And it's, all, it's hard for all of us to really hear those words. And I would say to every guy out there, please just pay attention to your body. Mm. Your body will tell you. And your body is telling you through the eyes of God. And if you'll just listen to that, It'll be amazing to how you recover and how life has been for me after um, this episode, which was a big episode. I'm fortunate. I'm lucky. I realize this is a, a miracle of God. And I just want everybody to always, always understand that being able to see the things that my family's been involved in the last five years, I do think I'm lucky because I might not be here to see it. And, and and that's in my eyes today. But to be this weekend with my daughter, my son, my granddaughter, and Judy celebrating my brother-in-law who came to the hospital, 80th birthday. I mean, it's I was sitting back and, you know, before you'd be thinking different thoughts, and I'm sitting there seeing my family. And that that's really what it comes down to is your faith and your family and every step of the way i I was put in rehab out at oaklawn and uh, i had probably anywhere from in the two weeks i was out there i probably had at least 10 to 12 visitors every single day and the lady at the front called me uh, mr personality and uh, it was it was really neat and one of the things my cardiac uh, cardiologist did is say you walk everybody from your room to the front door and I stopped by the front desk and I said uh, uh, oh you must be here to see Sherm Henderson I said no I am Sherm Henderson and she looked at me and she said you know you're so lucky and you're so blessed to have all these people come visit you and you know I've got people in here that never have any visitors and that hit me right in the ass that you know, there's so many people in nursing homes and rehab and you know, assisted living that go visit them. It's an hour because they need that. And most of the time you'll see that when you walk in and always pray with them. 
always stop and pray with them. That's that's the thing that I think is really important. Is uh, and and uh, prayers work, and I'm not just saying that on this show. I'm just telling you they work and they save people's lives. Well, um, Sherm, you. You've, as Howard Hendricks used to say, you, you got a new lease on life. I do. And, um, and you know what? Every time I see you, I can see it in your eyes. I see it in your countenance. I, you, you don't take life for granted. No. You are grateful, and every step you take, every breath you take, you know it's a gift from above. Right. And uh, w- when I see you and Judy, it's an absolute joy uh, because— as as all of us, we're all going to die one day, and I think that's why this the 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 Bible says that the, the psalmist wrote, "Teach us to number our days, because we're not we're not going to live on this earth forever, and we're to prepare for eternity." And uh, God, in His grace, has given you another five years, and hopefully another ten years. But you know, Sherm, our time is up, and it's just awesome to have you share your story. Thank you for coming in. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you, uh, Chad. I can't tell you how much this means to me because as Dr. Mandrola and uh, Dr. Dillon, uh, Dr. Hoskins always used to say to me, Sherm, if you can share this story, it is no telling how many lives and families Mm. you can save. Mm. And I hope that just by listening to this that everybody will just stop, pause, and enjoy your family and enjoy your faith mm. and pay attention because it's it's life is shorter than you think and i have and i have definitely been given a second chance and i do want to thank all of my family and i want to especially thank judy mm. well you married well <laughs> uh Sherm, would you pray for us sure. Pray for us guys that we will be men who will understand the 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 eternal decision to follow Christ and to make this life count to the fullest. Would you pray? I will pray, but I want to say one thing. I know we got a few minutes. I do want Judy to know what this has meant because she's been on her own journey with this. Mm-hmm. And the wives and the children go through different emotions and different uh, things that you can't relate to until you see it so um, i'm going to just take a few minutes and say to everybody out there not just the men but also the women that uh, you got to uh, understand the blessings that we've all been given and you've got to understand one of the most important things that i've learned it's not on our time Mm -hmm. it's on his and when you realize that take advantage of that Take advantage of the prayer. Take advantage of your family. Uh, have some quiet time with them. And it's hard to do today with all the cell phones, et cetera. And just enjoy life because you just don't know whether it's an automobile accident or whether it's a cardiac arrest like this. So I like to pray for everybody, especially all the men, mm. and make sure, as I did today, just when you get out of bed, just kneel by your bed and just pray for all the fortunate things you have, not the things that you don't have. And pray for all of your friends and pray, including some of the people you don't think care. Because what I learned is there's so many more people 
that pray for you every day. And, and God is good. You hear that all the time. God isn't just good. He's great. And he will make it work for all of you. There's always a plan after an episode like this. There's always a direction, but you have to take that direction. And I pray for all of you. And if any of you would like to look me up, I'm around. Uh, these guys have got my number. You can call me, especially if you're having any kind of pain at all. But hug your wives, hug your family, and if you're lucky enough to have your parents still alive, hug them too. <laughs> In God's name we ask. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sherm. Thanks so much. Well, Sherm Henderson is a rich, successful man. And you may say, well, yeah, he's got seven businesses. But no, he was rich and successful before he ever made a dollar. Because he's got his faith, he's got his family, and today he's got his health. So we're thankful for Sherm for coming in and tell that story. And that's your destiny, too, to walk with the Lord, as Sherm does, so he can, you can see the blessings in your life. So thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.